Have you ever just ached? Here's the question that we start with. Have you ever just ached in your heart? Like your body doesn't hurt, but your heart does over something. Our text today has God doing that, but I want to say mostly that the pain in our lives isn't physical. Most of the pain in our lives isn't physical, and most of the pain in my life isn't physical, and I think I come from a spot of some wisdom on that where I've had years of physical pain, but sometimes you just live with that and do that. But most of our pain, I think, is the family stuff, the the hurts of friendships and things like that, the broken relationships, or as Matthew 5 would say, blessed are those who mourn, right, For, for they can be, here, let's, let's actually just not, let's actually, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. In, in our scripture today, I'm going to read uh, Matthew 5, 29 to 6, 8. It is part of the second Toledot separation in in, uh, Genesis. And I said something about that last week. Toledot is the the formulation that says these are the generations of. The first one is these are the generations of heaven and earth. And then it goes to tell the story of the garden. And then it says these are the generations of Adam. And that's where we're in right now. Toledot, the generations. Six, nine is the beginning is the beginning of the next Toledo. So we'll we'll do that. We'll just do this one today. I want to read it and and I'll notice a couple of things to you. It's on page 10 in your Bible. I like saying those small numbers it's it's so much easier to find than 1739 or something like that. Page 10. And we're going to start in verse 29. This is Noah's father, Lamech, named his son Noah, for he said, he may bring us relief from our work and the painful labor of farming this ground that the Lord has cursed. Relief or comfort. Um, from the pain that we have, that word is etsev in, in the Hebrew, etsev. Etsev, by the way, you might, if I just talk to just the women of the moment in the room, Etsev is the word that God says, I will greatly increase your pain, etsev, during childbirth. By the way, it doesn't necessarily mostly mean physical pain in the Bible. It mostly means emotional distress. Not over just childbirth, but in raising and losing children and having them go away. It actually is more a more complete sort of because your relationships are broken and things will go wrong in your families. Has that happened to anybody? Has anybody had anything go wrong in their family? (laughs) The pain, emotionally, very deep. Yes, when something goes deeply wrong in your family. Etsev, by the way, etsev is also the word used in the curse of Adam for how he's going to get fruit of the land out. It's the same word by the, by the labor of your hands and, and all of that. It's the same word. 
So you might say, wait, wait, wait. Okay, we're not done yet. After the birth of Noah, Lamech lived another 595 years, and he had another, uh, other sons and daughter. Lamech lived 770 years, and then he died. After Noah was 500 years old, he became the father of Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Chapter 6. When the people began to multiply on the earth, the daughters were born to them, the sons of God saw the beautiful women, or the daughters of men, and took any they wanted as their wives. Then the Lord said, My spirit will not put up with humans for such a long time. They are only mortal in flesh, and in the future, their normal lifespan will be no more than 120 years. And in those days, and for some time afterwards, giant Nephilites, or depending on which school of pronunciation you come from, lived on the earth for whenever the sons of God knew or had sex or had intercourse with women, they gave birth to children who became heroes and famous warriors of ancient times. I want to just uh, say just one little footnote on Nephilites and this children of God thing that does this. Nobody's really sure what this means. Are you okay with being slightly confused by something in the Bible? Okay, because it's A, it's going to happen, and B, some of the reasonings or some of the words are lost in time, and some of the things, sort of like the numbers, lost in time for how to properly understand what's going on with the numbers. This is one of those. I just want to say, I, I really like being the Bible answer guy, and I don't understand. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's going on. I have, I have uh, typical of a pastor, I've had enough education to know I actually don't know what's going on. I've read three different opinions. None of them seem convincing. <laughs> and so I'm going to just say, it's okay sometimes to be confused, and we'll just save that one for when God talks to us personally again. The Lord observed the extent of human wickedness on the earth, and he saw that everything they thought or imagined was consistently and totally evil, so he was etsev, sorry, he made them and put them on the earth. Same word. He was brokenhearted over it. That's a way of saying it. And the Lord said, I will wipe this human race I have created from the face of the earth. And yes, I will destroy every living thing and all the people and all the large animals and all the small animals that scurry along the ground. Right? Why is that? Why is that? Because the Genesis 1 and 2 document is much more about how humans are part of creation and, and not, pre yes, preeminent, but not, not so important that they that creation needs them to focus and needs us to be right and all those things all at the same time. And so even the scurrying along the ground who are created on the same day as us, right? We don't get our own day. We're not that important. Just, I, I'm not sure I can say that enough. It's this, if I say this. If we start thinking we're too important, here's what's left of uh, Bev's balloon. I'm just 
refer you back to her example with the kids. I'm sorry that I made them, but Noah found favor with the Lord. But Noah found, Noah found favor with the Lord. So there's two things I really want to talk about this morning is that Lamech knows he's living, this is Noah's dad, Lamech, knows that he's living in a world that doesn't quite work right. And when Noah's born, he's looking for somebody to solve and take care of the problem. Do you understand? Because he might solve the problem. He's looking for a savior in a profound way. He doesn't know the revelation hasn't come out yet that, that there'll be a Christ, a Messiah figure that'll do this, but they're already looking and stretching forward going, it can't go this way, this sorrowful forever. Even the little bit we know about God says, not forever. It's a clamoring within them for justice and, and, and mercy and all of that from etsev or the brokenheartedness of life. They've gone... And, and by the way, this brokenheartedness comes because we've gone from a world where they were naked and unashamed. Just want to say that just really for a moment. Most of us have never really felt unashamed while we're naked. I, I'm just not, I'm not making that up. I'm, our world is different from that. To a place where every single thing is evil and twisted that seems to come out. It's, it's, it's not that it's a Charles Dickens world where it's the best of times and the worst of times. It really, in this case, was just the worst of times. Like when we walk through the valley of death. It's a place where nothing goes right. Everything they thought was constantly and totally evil. And at some point... At some point in a world where something like that happens, your kids, your brothers, your sisters, your parents, somebody will break your heart. Etsev. Etsev, right? It's just, ugh, how can this go on? This, I, I need rescue from this spot in my life. If you've got a spot like that where you need rescue from, just hold it in your head for just a second. Have you got one? I've got two, but I've, I'll, I'll pick one. Lord Jesus, I specifically ask that you be curious, Eliezer, that Lord, you have mercy and that we would find a savior in that spot where we hurt and we ache and things have gone wrong because something was done wrong somewhere. And when things go this way, you're not alone, right? 
Here's the, one of the coolest things about the story is that God walks in the garden in relationship with him, and we're going to see that Noah and Enoch walk with God, that the God who walks with us in the garden, right? Do you know the song where he walks with me and he talks with me? That that God isn't banished from our world We've walked out of his world. It's the opposite way around. He didn't go, you, uh, no, we left and we broke the relationship and he's still wanting to do this. And, but we need to find a way to reach out and long for the Savior. Like Lamech, Noah's bone, maybe this one, maybe this one will solve the problem. Well, we know the name of the one. His name is Jesus. They were looking for relief, and God was still walking with the righteous, and he still does today. So my question is, I end my sermonette this morning. Are you stretching out, reaching for the Savior? Because there's only two types of people in the world. Those that know they need a Savior and those that will know they need a Savior. Right? So just because you know you need a Savior doesn't mean you don't any longer need a Savior. You still need a Savior. I still need a Savior. I've met Him. I'm trying my best to submit. Sometimes I end up popping like a balloon. But I still need Him. And I invite you today to reach out and walk, find a way to walk with him. In the midst of your etzev, in your dark valley. Will you pray with me? Dear Jesus, thank you for today. Thank you for your word, your work, your life, your restoration, the way you move in us the way we live and have our being in you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Help us reach out and stretch out towards you that we might somehow, some way, walk with you. Amen.